The opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the Tippecanoe County Partnership for Water Quality or its partnering organizations. For more information on the TCPWQ and its work, visit our website at tcpwq.org. The TCPWQ presents Rain, Drains, and Bioswales, a podcast dedicated to educating the community on water quality issues. This episode is a bit different than our others. I took the podcast on the road. It was recorded at the beautiful Belterra Casino Resort in Southern Indiana. The occasion was the Indiana Association of Floodplain and Stormwater Management's annual conference. We call it an AFSM and it was founded in 1996. An members include federal, state, and local agency staff, engineers, consultants, planners, elected officials, some members of academia, students, and floodplain residents. And AFSM's mission is to serve professionals by providing educational opportunities and advocating for responsible floodplain and stormwater management. And it is a great time. So I had a lot of help from the amazingly talented, cool, and connected Megan Bolliard, stormwater specialist at BFNS. Megan connected me with nearly all of the people on today's episode. So shout out, Megan. Thank you for that. Um, Really exciting. She's definitely going to be on the pod one of these days. So I was able to interview all these different folks to learn about their journey to stormwater, what keeps them coming back to Anafsum, and things they're excited about in their current role. It was really fun to talk to people on the fly, and all of them could definitely have their own full episodes, but here are some short snips for you. I'm not really sure how I did that cool DJ thing with a m m m megan but like we're keeping it in, so. Without further ado, the interviews. Enjoy. I'm Karen Barnhill. I'm with the city of Evansville, Indiana. Um, I'm the stormwater coordinator for the city. I work underneath the city engineer um, and I enforce all the Clean Water Act requirements, rules and regulations for the city of Evansville. Awesome. And for people who um, might not know, can you share about what an AFSM is and kind of what everyone's doing here? An AFSM is a wonderful program that is put together to educate and to bring together in, uh, groups of people that are interested in, and um, involved in stormwater management and floodplain management. It's a group of people that can share their stories, share their um, what they're doing in their jobs, and also learn from the, the community and other communities how they're doing the same. Awesome. And how did you make your journey to stormwater? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Stormwater's always been a passion of mine. Um, I love rain, so that's what drew me in. Um, I started out in stormwater as the county surveyor in Warwick County. Um, that was when the, the new phase two requirements were first being thought of um, in the early 2000s. Since that point, the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. And the more I learned, the more I wanted to do. So as time went on, the stormwater just became a passion of mine. So I'm very passionate about my job. I'm very passionate about stormwater and pollution. Can you talk about why you attend an AFSM? I come here for the camaraderie more than anything. I think these people are amazing. Um, They have so much to share and so much information to give the 
the bonds that you make and the, the camaraderie that comes between people at these conferences, and especially this one, is amazing. Um, I have learned so much throughout the years just coming to here. Um, I feel like this is probably one of the best conferences that we have. Um, and are there any sessions um, these couple of days that you're excited about or anything you've been to that you really valued? All of them are very good because we, as a board, try to find things that hit everybody in, in their personal and their um, business life. Um, I really tend to go more for the education and for the um, stormwater of the MS4 tracks because that's where I'm going to pick up and I'm going to carry it back to my job and try to enforce and, and, and include those, those values into to my job. And then is there anything you're working on in your current position that you're excited about? I'm really excited about the education part of it because I'm going to ramp that up this year. When COVID hit, um, everything kind of went to a standstill because we couldn't get into places. So I haven't really focused a whole lot on that part. I've been con uh, basically focused on construction and of course the new ordinances and the new things that the new requirements that are coming up but education outreach is something that I'm going to really push next year because I feel like I need to pull bring that up amp it up a little bit do you have any like events that you're thinking about doing or any like how are you going to do that education outreach I have I was watching tv one time and the commercial came on and it had football players in a boat and they were picking up trash and talking about how important it was not to pollute our rivers and streams. So I came up with an idea, and I, I've got to put it into place, that I'm going to have the football teams com, uh, compete against each other in our city and who can pick up the most trash. So we're going to have what I'm calling the River City Litter Bowl. So the football teams can compete and then have a pizza party afterwards. That sounds awesome. Is that like high school football? or? Yes, high, high school football. Cool. That's a great idea. I also work with Coca-Cola, and they're amazing. They provide me with rain barrels every year. Again, when COVID hit, the whole program changed. I had... Um, Organizations decorate and sell at silent auction, and they got to keep the money for their organization as a fundraiser. Um, so I kind of had to quit that because we couldn't get together and do those things. So I was just, I, I now just get barrels from Coca-Cola, 55-gallon drums, and offer them to the public. Um, this last year, I have given out over 400 barrels wow. to citizens throughout the city. That's very exciting for me. Yeah. When I have funding, I provide adapters mm -hmm. so they don't just have the barrel they can go ahead and adapt it and put it to their downspout and direct the water into the barrel haven't had the money to do that so i'm going to amp that program up again too. try to get the adapters out to the people and get a little bit more um, enthusiasm with the barrels themselves instead of them just picking them up and taking them home we're going to get them decorating again awesome and do you get funding through grants or sponsorships sponsorships every year i send out letters to people that do the work for the county or for the city, um, our contractors, people that bid our jobs, um, organizations, engineers. I send letters out requesting donations. That helps pay for the education and outreach program and my contractor's workshop. Awesome. Is there something um, in your career that you're most proud of? 
I think I'm most proud of making it to the level in my career without a college degree. <laughs> I have done pretty well. I, uh, it's been slow and it's been a battle at times, but I am very proud of where I'm at in my career without having the education that I needed. I should have had an education, but I didn't have that opportunity, so I made the best of it. Yeah, on the job learning. That's right, yeah. that's right. Hi everyone, I'm Greg Couch with uh, Indiana Department of Transportation. I came out to NAFSM um, for the first time for in at least eight years of NDOT representing, and we're having a good time here. And it's a good experience, and NDOT would like to be more part of NASM in the future. So we hope to build a good relationship here and meet some more people while we're out here today. Yeah, we're, we're looking to do some partnerships with some different um, MS4s or universities around the state. And uh, maybe, you know, either do research projects for specific things, uh, transportation, stormwater related, or just general partnerships for possible cleanup opportunities or other events where, where we could co-host uh, and do things with the general public. Awesome. Um, are there any sessions you're particularly excited about? Uh, we're more interested in a lot of the MS4 type sessions where even though we've been in MS4 for a while, um, things in NDOT take a long time to kind of Put in motion so we're just now getting caught up to a lot of the MS4 type things and we're building um, a robust program and we're trying to learn a lot as we go and trying to be innovative when we do so. How did you make your way to NDOT just professionally? Um, I actually worked for the city of, in the city of Fishers um, for seven years and I was a stormwater inspector. I was also an infrastructure inspector within the engineering department, and then I was also a building inspector, and then I got an opportunity to come to NDOT, and I've been at NDOT for eight years now. I, I spent most of my career just as the stormwater specialist, but now I'm the stormwater uh, team lead, sort of running the whole program here, which is, it's fun and it's interesting. Cool. Um, did you go to school for this? No, I did not. I was actually, during the, uh, the first economic downturn, I was actually in the home building industry, and at that time, uh, people were, businesses were closing and I ended up um, seeking employment with city officials. And I honestly didn't even know what I was getting into. It was uh, uh, inspector position open and it evolved into my first day of saying, hey, have you ever heard about the stormwater stuff? And I'm like, no, but it sounds interesting. I've seen some silt fence and stuff get installed on job sites mm -hmm. and the rest is history. That's cool. I also didn't um, start out in this field. I was a, an education major and taught in a classroom for seven years and I kind of made my way here. So cool. Yeah, it all works together and I guess it all works out somehow. There's a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds uh, in stormwater. So it makes it kind of unique and interesting. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thanks for talking today. Yeah, no problem. It was a lot of fun and uh, we'll, we'll definitely be back in an AFSM in the future. Cool. My name's Tim Stottlemyer, and I'm with a company called Aqualis uh, Environmental. We do uh, stormwater services for big box companies, organizations that own multiple properties in multiple states and need services to maintain their stormwater systems. 
previously, I, this is a new position for me. Uh, I spent 18 years as an MS4 coordinator for the city of Noblesville. So I know the regulatory landscape really well, and I'm using those talents at my new job. Awesome. Um, so is there anything so far you've seen at AFSOM that um, you thought was beneficial or anything, any of the sessions in particular that you're interested in? So uh, in AFSOM, I think the, the real value here is the collective um, knowledge of the group, all of us on the same journey trying to figure out how to uh, meet compliance of something that um, in the, the government world is a fairly new, it's 20 years old, which is really still in its toddler phase of development. So everybody's figuring it out and learning from each other is where the real value is here. Great. Um, and then when you were um, working with the city of, of Noblesville, what were some um, kind of big things or maybe something you're most proud of um, with your work there? Oh, wow. I think it was really just building the program um, from the ground up, figuring out where the priorities lie, um, how to comply with the permit requirements, and then um, how within the framework of and the limitations of the local municipality, how to build that program out and um, make it effective. Great. Um, and is there anything in your current position that you're working on um, that you're excited about? So I, I am excited um, to work in the private sector again with companies who really want to maintain their properties well so that uh, their stormwater systems function uh, correctly and um, they understand that there is a real need there but they don't really fully understand all the nuances and so uh, helping them figure that out and keep their stuff in compliance is um, that's that's fun for me great um, is there anything else you wanted to share about um, no I think that um, it's kind of an exciting um, exciting period it seems like water is on the public conversation more and more uh, where you look there's more crisis regarding water uh, in the news and in just the, the social conversation and I think that um, that's it's good and bad that it is but it's an opportunity for us to move the needle in all of society and what we're trying to do so that people understand their impacts on how stormwater and stormwater pollutants impact our daily lives and how we can all do things, little things at our level, at the personal level, so that the collective impact is much greater for all of society and we've just got better water quality overall. Awesome. Um, and I also wanted to ask you, how did you make your way to stormwater? What was your kind of journey? Mm -hmm. So uh, I am a second generation excavating contractor uh, in my early years and uh, family businesses don't always go as planned and that was our family's kind of trajectory. And so I transferred from excavating contractor and I, I ran the crew that installed um, the storm system, storm and sanitary. So I was part of the pipe crew and I knew the infrastructure and you know, from, you know, new construction and the nuances of how it was all built and maintained 
and um, then that those skills actually is is how I kind of transferred over when I was looking uh, for something else is uh, uh, when I went to the municipality those skills were what really got me that job that's fascinating cool well thank you for talking with me today yeah thanks for interviewing Yeah, I'm Jacob Barker. I'm with Wessler Engineering. I'm a project manager and uh, in our environmental services group. I've been with Wessler for about 13 years. Um, and this is my 10th NAFSA conference. Awesome. Um, how did you make your journey into stormwater? Oh, wow. Uh, it took a lot of twists and turns. So I, I graduated college in 2008 which was right after the uh, economy uh, crashed. So there weren't a lot of uh, open positions back then. So I took what I could to get out of my parents' house. And I ended up in transportation. I worked for Heritage Transportation. And Heritage is an environmental remediation company. I worked in their transportation division. And uh, I segued that into uh, an environmental consultant role at Wessler once something became open. to, to more fit in line with my uh, college uh, path. Awesome. What was your degree and where did you attend? Yeah, I, I went to Indiana University in Bloomington and my degree was in environmental science. Cool. I also graduated in 2008. So. Oh, did you? Did, yeah. you, did you find a job? In, uh, no, I did AmeriCorps for a year yeah. and then I got a teaching job. So right, so it's like worked out. Twist but, and turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's like, oh yeah, I went to school for this. Not in 2008. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, why do you attend an AFSM or what are some benefits you see about, um, attending an AFSM? Oh, well, yeah. So like I said, I think this is like my 10th or some an AFSM. Um, you know, when I first started attending, it was, it was, uh, to gain education, right. To gain perspective. And an AFSM is great at that educating new, uh, environmental and stormwater personnel, but it's also really great for uh, energizing some of us more professional or seasoned uh, stormwater specialists. So it, it, it keeps us sharp, but it also gives us more energy to get back in the field and, and take some of these techniques that other communities are using and other counties are using and uh, apply them in our own work. So that's why I really enjoy coming is it really gives me a, a renewed sense of, of passion and purpose and, uh, and unique perspectives across the state. Great. Um, are there any sessions that you're excited about? Yeah, there are. My own. I'll give myself a, my, my, a shameless plug here. I have uh, my own session uh, this afternoon at 2.20, I think, uh, post-construction best management practices. Uh, like I said, I've been to, I've been to like 10 anafsums and many times at anafsum we focus on construction best management practices. Everybody can drive past a construction site, look at silt fence and say, oh, that's not right, you know, something like that. Um, it's so ingrained in our, in our work. But uh, what is sort of left out a lot or less prioritized is post-construction BMPs. I say this in my, uh, in my presentation, but I, I, I think it's a lot like swimming in the ocean. Uh, we, we don't really know what's under the water. We don't want to know. Uh, but, you know, uh, if I lift a, a, a manhole cover 
um, on a hydrodynamic separation system, am I going to get bit by a shark? I don't know, you know, because we don't know what's underneath there. Um, you're not going to get bit by a shark, but <laughs> but uh, it's it's less prioritized, and that's my that's my goal this year is to make uh, post construction best management practices a uh, a higher priority. Awesome! I came with some people who are excited about that session yeah. too. So yeah, wow. they're they're in for a treat. Great. <laughs> Um, is there anything you're working on, your current position that you're excited about? Yeah, so I, I mentioned post-construction BMPs, but my passion is really in stormwater, construction stormwater inspections. Uh, my, my dad was a brick mason. I, I spent many years in um, college, many summers, as a, as a, as a, as a, on, on construction sites. And I like to think of the... Uh, Apocalypse Now quote, uh, but it's, it's uh, you know, I love the smell of masonry mortar in the morning. I do. I just, I love being on construction sites. So I'm very passionate about that. And that's something that I'm trying to grow in our, in our company and expand our footprint is in construction inspection. And we've got some really cool projects going on, some really um, interesting legacy projects that contractors in, in Indiana are working on, uh, bridges and highways. And, and that's, that's where I like to focus my attention. Great. Um, is there anything from your career that you're most proud of? Wow. Anything from my career that I'm most proud of? Yeah, I think just mentoring some of, some of my colleagues, um, leaving a legacy, even how, 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 you know, uh, minor it may be, uh, but just, just passing along knowledge and, and, and growing, um, not only our organization, but just our message, right? Water, people, uh, stormwater. Just I, 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 I'm really excited to leave a legacy of of passionate work, you know, in this industry. Um, and I, I, I talk about it with friends and family and people who approach me to do podcasts. <laughs> but but yeah, I'll I'll talk to anybody who's willing to listen about stormwater quality. Can, you know, especially as it, as it applies to construction and post-construction. Uh, and that's, that, that, like I said, that's really where my passion is, yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, that was cool. Thanks. Okay, so this next interview was on a bus on the way back to Belterra after a cookout just a few miles down the road. So bear with me on the bus noise on this one. My name is Austin Wiesler. I work at Lafayette Renew. I am a stormwater technician. This is your first time at an AFSM. Can you share a little bit about uh, what you think so far, if you learned anything? I think it's definitely a very big marketing thing of being able to communicate with most of the state of Indiana if they show up. Uh, it helps you get to know newer things that are coming in when it comes to permits, inspections. It also helps you learn about new equipment that's making its way into the uh, water treatment or stormwater field, such as just new drainage ideas, new technology for construction, or even new techniques to do inspections more efficiently. How did you make your way to stormwater? Uh, so, initially, I was looking for a career at the city and one of the job openings was actually a sewer technician or a stormwater technician. Either way, I wanted to go down here. I knew uh, inevitably whatever we were doing in this department was gonna help essentially clean up the Wabash one little bit at a time. I didn't really care which uh, field it was and coincidentally I got the stormwater job and 
ever since I've been just learning new things and new ways of cleaning up the environment, whether it's through rain gardens, bioswells, or simply just water coming into the plant and getting treated. So you attended a couple of the sessions at an AFSM. What are some key takeaway points? Um, one of the big ones that I've learned that actually helps me day to day is actually knowing of effective inlets or drainages to help with collection of rainwater. So hypothetically, if you're speaking, you know, you want to make sure you have a proper drain system in place, depending on what kind of street or curb inlet you have. You know, you don't want the water to just completely bypass your drainage and your structure. And that can be considered based on whether you have a proper grate for the situation for debris or even the shape, whether it's a rectangle or a circle or if it has a curb inlet or not. There's a lot of factors that go into it, but it actually takes some planning. Anything else you want to talk about? No, it's a fun time to get out, get out and talk to other people and see some coworkers of yours outside of work a little bit and be able to kind of let loose and relax a little and not be so focused on work itself, not talk shop all day. Cool. Thanks for talking today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm Michael Susong. I work for the town of Zionsville. I am the stormwater division manager, and I've been there for about four and a half years. And how did you make your journey to stormwater? I made my journey to stormwater when I started as the assistant city engineer for West Lafayette back in 2011. And so when I was hired and I was brought in, it was like in addition to other duties, there's a large portion of the job was focused on stormwater. And so I became the stormwater uh, person and I basically started to delve into it. Awesome. Uh, why do you attend an AFSM? And NAFSM gives us a, a very good overview of where the regulations stand, uh, new technology, new, um, new, new things we need to be aware of in the stormwater realm. Um, it is a, it's, a, it's a wonderful group of people that come together to improve um, and, and, and share what they know. Uh, and it's uh, it's an open group. Everybody's welcoming. They're always encouraging people. Uh, if they even need to have questions or if you have things that you don't understand, you, it's a it's a group that uh, really is a positive influence uh, when it comes to trying to help a lot of MS fours and other entities that could be uh, engineers and then also uh, other governmental entities to be more aware of the stormwater uh, topics. Great. Um, were there any sessions that you wanted to share about that you found particularly useful or helpful or interesting? You know, I, I can't think of one specific off the top of my head, but I, I think it's being able to go into a room and, and for example, one, one item was the vendor was talking about soil stabilization and the soil stabilization was an interesting one because it was like within 50 minutes 
I had learned a lot about soil stabilization. I, I was not aware of a lot of this information and it was a quick sort of like shot in the arm of new um, knowledge that gave us gave me more comfort into using that kind of technology in the future if there was an application for it. Obviously, take more research to actually do a project with it, but it, it, it opens up the opportunity of trying to understand what other people are doing and what where's the technical resources to help get things done. Awesome. Um, is there anything you're working on in your current position you're excited about? I would say uh, we just got done with our audit uh, with... Uh, with IDEM and it, the audit basically covered everything but construction and post-construction and so we're in the process of stepping through um, a response uh, we had a, a we were well prepared for our audit uh, we got uh, Christopher Burke's help um, the engineering company's help and that was fantastic um, felt comfortable going into the audit and we were able to now it's sort of like now that we've got through the audit, we'll get a response out, and then we're going to return to focusing on the day-to-day -day, uh, implementation of our six MCMs. That's that's the probably the biggest thing from a stormwater regulatory standpoint. There's always new projects to review that help us. You know, we're, we're always reviewing projects for permits, so we permit um, projects that are one acre and greater and then there's also um, individual lots that are less than one acre uh, to the threshold of 10,000 square feet so there's a there's a lot going on and um, and it's just a dynamic community that that I work in so it's, it's a lot of fun cool. um, oh is there anything in your career that you can think of that kind of um, made you most proud I'm going to say within the stormwater, I've, I've had a many different roles since leaving Purdue University. Okay, and I'll just put a plug in, best university in the entire world. <laughs> but but, uh, but when it comes down to stormwater, it's, it's that cooperation of trying to um, make things better for everyone. Because when it comes down to it, stormwater is about... Uh, means a lot to a lot of different things to other people but when it when it when it's actually residents of a community or businesses of the community they want to feel safe in their community and they want to make sure that things are being done in the right way and, I, and i'd say that in both west lafayette and also in zionsville um, there is we are empowered to make sure that we're trying to help guide things and and look at what is being proposed on projects and help to give good feedback to developers um, so that um, things are things are regulated in the manner that they're supposed to be regulated and they comply with ordinances and technical standards. Awesome. Is there anything else you feel compelled to share? No, I'm, I'm enjoying my career in Stormwater. So. Thank you, Mr. Goldstar. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning that. <laughs> I'm Doug Wolf. I'm a retired stormwater specialist from IDEM and also DNR. And um, I've been a soil scientist 
for 11 years, and once you're a soil scientist, you're always a soil scientist. So. What's uh, what's the thing you're most proud about in your in your career, or uh, or something memorable? These are hard to say. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't have a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is terrible, man. I'm I'm I'm. My wife would be, um, she would be capturing this because I wouldn't have anything to say. <laughs> That's rare for you, right? Well, it, it, she claims at times. <laughs> but um, um, just, you know, the appreciation for soils, I never, when I started in school, always thought, soil? When I took a soils class, I go, you mean you can know this much about soil and how it relates to how we use it and um, how not to abuse it? Um, and, you know, construction activities, if they were to use the soils information that's free in soil surveys or all these different websites, they could really overcome a lot of problems and costly ones like trying to build houses on organic or muck soil. It's kind of like, no, you don't want to do that. That's the worst soil in the state of Indiana. Or uh, there was a road project in Hamilton County that it was going through a big Houghton muck area. Worst soil in the state of Indiana to try to build on. And when I was inspecting the site for stormwater issues, they, uh, the contractor came in to the supervisor's office and said, he was talking and kind of quiet. I could hear him say something, it's just too wet out there and whatever. It's kind of like, you mean in that Houghton muck deposit? And he said, yeah, it's down there at that intersection, yeah. And so he looked through the notes of the engineering firm and it says, they didn't do a geotechnical boring there because it was too wet to bore a hole. They had to take out, well, they ran out of augers at 37 feet and because it was organic soil. They thought they had enough, but they, were, they had to keep the road open next to it, but it fell in one night because it oozed out underneath the sheet piling because they's not removed enough material. They had to let a separate contract for several million dollars just to do 800 feet of roadway. And that's free information that they did not use. If they would have known it was too wet to bore a hole in because it was organic soil from the soil survey, they would have gone, wait a minute, maybe we better put floats on that drill. <laughs> so that's where I, I, I like to have that. I told you so, there's information there. Consider the soil first, because that's what we're on. Everything we do is on the soil, and it depends on it. So, mm -hmm. I, that's what I think of when I think of soil. I heard you. Um, you have a lot of sayings. People talk about your your dogisms. Uh, one of them I heard recently was, "Fish don't like chocolate milk." Oh, they don't like cappuccino. Yeah, that, that, you know, that's what sediment-stained water looks like. Yeah. They're not into Starbucks or whatever else. They right. like clean, clear water. They like something that's pure and clean. 
versus, you know, from construction activities, the water kind of turns cappuccino. They're not in the flavored waters. Right. How did you, uh, how did you make your journey into uh, stormwater? Well, it was n- not by choice. Okay. Uh, I was a soil scientist for 11 years, and we developed the soil maps. I was on the Clinton County, Montgomery County, and Tippecanoe County soil surveys. Well, the state was being finished. I have, what was it, 1989 when the, the soil surveys were finished for the state. So I worked myself out of a job. Um. And the state being benevolent, I guess, and seeing these rats on a sinking ship that they gave us a life preserver and they turned us into what they called an urban soil scientist. Well, that didn't fly. And the TBA 2000 program came along, T being allowable soil loss, and they were going to try to have the goal of getting all the ground down to allowable soil loss for productivity by the year 2000. Well, we didn't make it. But um, so then that had a regulatory clause in there that which became later Rule 5 and then the Construction General Permit, which is now. That's where they were trying to find something to do with us. They hadn't fired us yet. That, so this urban soil scientist turned into a non-ag erosion control specialist. And that's where we, we were getting ready for the regulatory time period that was coming. And that's when I told my supervisor, I said, I hate telling people what I'm not. And that's through several other name changes, and then we became stormwater specialists from there. But it wasn't a job that I would have ever chosen. It's just that one, um, I was too stubborn to get off of a sinking ship, I guess. And uh, uh, 45 years later, I retired. <laughs> and you're still around. What's that about? I'm alive. <laughs> oh, because, um, I don't know, soil's fun. I've only done it for a long time. So uh, I, uh, you want to talk about something that you know versus something you don't. And uh, so, I don't know. I got talked into being here today. Awesome. Well, everyone's really glad you're here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening today. Hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check our show notes for more information on our interviewees and an AFSM in general. We'll catch you later. This podcast is produced by me, Amanda Estes, stormwater educator for the TCPWQ. Special thanks to Scott Allersmeyer for the excellent recording setup, Jimmy Katrin for the hype and encouragement, and Austin Wiesler for coming up with the podcast name and slogan. Rain drains bioswales. Whether it's clean, green, or flows downstream, we talk about it. If you have questions, suggestions, or want to learn more, visit us at tcpwq.org or call 765-807-1817. You can also find us on Facebook at TCPWQ and at Tippecanoe Water on Twitter. If you made it this far, I'm treating you with a blooper reel. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Uh, we just, you know, just like a normal, yep, like a TikTok video. You can hold it. I can hold it. Go for it. We're not supposed to get up on the bus. Shh. I do what I want.
<laughs> That's weird. Alright, cool. No, it's not. I'm holding this. It's a microphone. Oh, it is? Okay. Okay. Oh, Dougisms. Oh, my. Yeah, you got any, you got any more? Oh, you have to spur me into something here. <laughs> alright, alright. 